and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we are a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian and Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter. That is at H-E-F-Pond. Uh, join our Discord channel. We post that on uh, Facebook. We post that on Instagram. We post that on uh, Twitter. So Instagram is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. If you haven't had a chance to follow us there, do so. Matt's got all sorts of fun and interactive stuff going on there. And of course, Facebook.com slash HEFPod is where all the English language content, written content out on the World Wide Web can be found in all one convenient location. So... Uh, here to talk about Eintracht versus Bochum is none other than the man on Manhattan Island. It is Matt in New York. Matt. Uh, Just stop. Don't even um, ask. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even ask me how I am. I think we all can imagine the thoughts. Knicks or Nets. Who cares? That's not the season we're talking about. <laughs> it's these goddamn Eagles, man. I don't know what to do. And it's not, it's not even the football Eagles. It's just these fucking Adler. They are. Uh, at least, well, at least the Red Sox aren't in the World Series. <laughs> at least the Red Sox aren't in the World Series. Hey, I'm, I'm, finding, I'm finding you a silver lining of some well, sort. Well, that was, that's not really fair because we're going to root for the Red Sox or the Astros. Yeah. Is, Let's go Braves as they're up 5 nothing on the top of the fourth. Boom, boom. Uh, I got a coworker who is a massive Braves fan. Uh, not anywhere near, uh, well, not exactly close to Georgia when he's born and raised in North Carolina, but it shows the kind of widespread uh, fandom that it comes with American sports when they have no other competition for that sport in that region. It is kind of a weird thing. So, yeah, um, Eintracht took on Bochum. Eintracht botched the operation in Bochum. Final score of the match was uh, 2, so 0. Ugh, yuck. Uh You know, the thing was, I had said... In the predictions, and I will take I will take the bullet on this. That I said, you know, watch out, Danny Bloom will freaking have an impact on the match. I didn't expect that it would be, you know, less than five minutes into the match itself. I will give him at least this credit. Hey, at least you didn't celebrate against us. He, you saw him just kind of standing there, just kind of looking like a stone statue, which I was like. All right. He looked shocked, Brian. Know. He looked shocked almost to me. I mean, he was just like, wait, we just scored in the third minute against a Stellar Frankfurt team as we sit pretty much in the bottom three of the league. Like, come on, this guy was shocked. He couldn't believe it that he just fucking scored. 100%. This, uh, this match caused Eintracht to drop to 15th in the table, only above Augsburg. Bielefeld and Greuther first, of which we've already had to share points against Bielefeld. So, yeah, this is a real kick in the this nuts. This is not a good this look. Real... I mean, the way the pattern is looking <laughs> like, I mean, if we're beating Bayern and we're losing to Arminia Bielefeld and freaking Bochum, 
I guess we got to be Leipzig this coming Saturday, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what we do here. It's like <laughs> oh, except that it's it's like it's unbelievable. It's like we tuck our tails and when we play against you know not that good of teams, we make them look like superstars. You know, we barely showed up. I don't know. It almost looked like we came out of the game out of against Olympiacos like fairly cocky. You know, it, it like. I mean, that was a, gr- it was a great game, you know. I mean, I felt like we should have kept to the basics there. Um, it's, it seemed like they were still in somewhat of a party boat a little bit um, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. Or Sunday. The thing was, I think it. I think it just. I think the shock just hit the guys. Like he scored so freaking early that they were just like, "What just happened?" And honestly, they were trying to find their rhythm. We had that penalty so flipping early on that you thought, "Oh shit!" Well, uh, this is a uh, this 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 is good, and you know what? Him missing. This is Gonzalo Paciencia, uh, who missed the PK. Now he had taken uh, two previous PKs: one against Hertha, one against Antwerp, and uh, scored both of them. But the thing was, um, he gave over the penalty kicking duties to Bore. Uh, during the Olympiacos match. Now, one can say, okay, he earned the penalty himself, so why wouldn't he be allowed to kick it? So, well, fair enough on that argument. And he scored the two but, previous ones, like you said. I mean, yeah. also, I mean, I guess at by, at the end of the day, if you look at it, I guess it just wasn't going to be a good day for Paciencia anyways, you know, because right after he missed the penalty, what, like maybe 10, 15 minutes or so, he got subbed out with his thigh injury. So, like... I guess, yep. you know, Paciencia just saw the black cat run across the street that day and it literally it just bit him, <laughs> in, bit him in the ass, or in this case, in the thigh. So it's, um, I don't know, it just, I think for, even from the start of the day, you know, it just it just seemed like it was a bad, a bad, um, just wasn't going to be our day, you know, especially with the first goal coming right at the bat. It just, we just didn't come out like it, you know, and we paid the full price for it. And it's just gonna, it's gonna be interesting how we respond on Saturday. You know, it's just yeah, just such a frustrating team. I can't believe how inconsistent we are. You know, it's I mean I can't I can't believe it. Proper diva, you know, I can't believe it. I just don't want to believe it. You know. No, I totally agree with uh, your sentiments. I look at it from the standpoint um, defensively. Uh, we uh, look tracking back to the uh, to the goal conceded. Okay, so you know we tried to play the offside trap, but Torre did. He, that totally backfired. The thing was, why the hell Torre was the guy who had to freaking go all the way back to monitor Bloom? I mean, he's not the world's greatest of defenders. To be fair. Like, look, yeah, Tuta, Hasebe, Hinteregger, you know, making the back three. Now Hasebe kind of moves and falls back in a Libro kind of role, which we have enjoyed from him when used. But I just don't know why we don't play Elzanker. I'm still, like, in awe how Glasser (laughs) refuses to fucking play. Like, I figured, you know, the Austrian brotherhood right there would, like, connect them, but... Dude, I, I feel like there's some sort of rift in there. I, I'm so I'm struggling to understand why he doesn't play Ilsanker sometimes. Like I hope he plays him this weekend for mm-hmm. you know rest purposes. Um just because I'm 
Yeah, Yakic. Yakic is injured, you know. I'm not too sure what's going to happen with uh, if Indica is going to be playing next week. Oh, he probably will be. He was just being rested um, last weekend. But either way, like, I don't know why Ozanker isn't being played. It's it's, it's unfathomable for, for me. And hopefully, and Dorman's no. going to hopefully play next weekend. So that's going to bring some defensive. I can't believe I'm saying this, but defensive strength to our defense, even though we barely have any strength. Well, I'm still of the mindset that if we get Linz back, we're going to go to a back four. We're going to return to a back, uh, a back four and we'll be way more sturdy. Because what that will allow is Kostic to basically be physically forced further upfield. That's, look, that's where he's the most dangerous. You run him ragged if he's playing defense. I do believe if we had a different formation that uh, that we were rolling out with a different formation that we would have probably caught Danny Bloom. Uh, that offside trap wouldn't have worked. And it would have stayed 0-0. And then, you know, look, we were already we already knew that we would put be putting pressure on Bochum. And, you know, we were. Had that penalty occurred with a nil-nil scoreline, maybe Paciencia would have had a little bit more, like, wouldn't have been up in his head. Maybe, who, know, who knows what was going on there? There's so many questions that could have been asked, but then at least when you miss the PK, oh, it's still nil-nil, not a big deal. Got plenty of time left to go, plenty of time to uh, find that winner. But, you know, uh, conceding so early, then the penalty miss, then the guy goes down injured. It was just kind of like... Oh, for fuck's sake, like how much more is going to go wrong? And you know what? It all happened at the same time. I know a lot of people are probably going to be yelling at (laughs) their podcast listening device saying, Brian, you're a schmuck. Stop protecting the players. No, I still say that, you know, the middle of the pitch was weak. I think I felt that Kostic by a long run was the better, the best player. Out there, KT made a couple good saves. Yes. KT's always um, solid. Kostic is always yeah. solid. KT is always that's solid. That's thing. Exactly. Those, those Where's the, the other that's nine? That's literally it. It's, 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 I mean. It, Hinti was mediocre. Hasebe, like, look, if you're expecting him to be the bright and shiny star, it's like, good God. You're asking that of a man who's nearly 40 years old uh, to be doing that. And he, look. There are few players who have reached that age, his age, that are as good uh, as he is right now in the position that he plays in. And those there are so few and far between. I mean, it kind of just baffles the mind of like, okay, we're expecting him to just kind of kick ass and take names because everyone else is going to uh, shit their fucking pants. No, that's not okay. Like, <laughs> It just... It just seems like we're playing the longest boxing match in the world right now. It's like, it's like you know what what week are we in now? This is going to be match day. What help me out here, Brian? What match we're day? Ten. ten. All right, cool. We're going to be entering round, ten. round ten, including the the two or the three um, Europa League games. We're round thirteen. You know, we we tie eight games straight, and with every single tie we're coming down, we keep getting knocked out, like a little lower. Like every the more ties we accumulated, then we the lower we get. Boom, we get right back up. Um, 
after we beat Bayern. Awesome. Where was Great. the fight? Um, then we fucking... Sorry, I'm going to restart that quickly because I completely botched that. We get knocked out. We get knocked out. <laughs> I'm, 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 the moral story is here. We, um, the story is we keep getting knocked back down when we jump back up. You know, we got to stay up when we come back up, as the super typical Rocky saying goes. You know, all the ties, we get knocked down. We beat Antwerp. We jump right back up. Great. Uh, then I think we lose to Heta. What the hell? Beat Bayern again. Awesome. Great. Beat Olympia or lose to... Yeah, no, it was uh, Bayern, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Olympiacos. Olympiacos. So it's just like every time we get up, we get back knocked down. So it's it sucks. Well, then th- that logic would mean that we're gonna beat Leipzig. That's why yes. I said earlier. That's a hill. That's a that's a that's a tougher tougher hill to climb. Though with a allowed full capacity stadium, I would say to the Eintracht fans, it's like, all right. Freaking bring the kind of that Euro noise that you brought for the European match for the Bundesliga match because yeah, yeah, I'm definitely ex- I'm definitely excited to get into that. But this um, this Bochum game was abysmal. You know, like I even I was I was I was at the Giants game. I was watching it on my phone. Like I was watching <laughs> two pretty terrible football games. Even though the Giants New York Giants first half was pretty good, but I. Could not or second half, excuse me. This this Frankfurt game was terrible through and throughout. I mean, it it just sucks that we keep the ball so many times. We don't do anything with it, and like we're struggling here with the midfield. We're struggling here with our attacking. Are we're injury prone again? Paciencia is getting injured, so it's 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 definitely been a couple dark days in. Uh, the season so far with a couple of bright lights, you know, with a couple of bangs and a couple, you know, yahoos and woohoos, but um, definitely more dark than good day so far this season. I still believe that this is a team that is, that is just currently performing way under the sum of their parts. And it's just some like, okay, freaking keep on working at it. Guess what? Whilst everyone else is at the God and this sucks. Uh, whilst everyone else is gallivanting off being smaller teams in the Day Bay Poca, which Leipzig is not exactly lighting the world on fire. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday the 26th, so we only have uh, half of the uh, the Pokal matches in. But, I mean, this, this would have been like the perfect cure-all uh, to be playing, you know, against some schlub. Again, that would have been just a good punching bag for the likes of us to just basically have capitalized on. Instead, we're freaking sit, you know, we're spending a lot of time on the training field. And perhaps, like, if you remember back to Adi Hutter's days, like, one of the things that we critic that we complained about was, you know, he does, he, you know, he uh, had to play so many matches, you know, like two matches per week, just nonstop that, you know, at a certain point, and uh, this was labeled by one coach in France, uh, 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 Maurizio Pochettino. He's currently the coach at Paris Saint-Germain. He had commented and on why, you know, so once he took over in his coaching role for Paris, uh, the Parisian uh, media were like, why is it that you are not succeeding in your mission to make this the 
this team function and perform at the highest levels. And he's like, um, I'm playing two matches per week. It's a lot of recover, a little bit of tactical stuff, but I'm not spending a long length of time, you know, working on the pitch. Like, this is exactly the time that Glasner needs to be on the pitch, working with the guys for the entire week to prepare for uh, this weekend's match. Uh, Gladbach is got got the same sort of woes. Hutter's kind of doing the same trick all, right, all over again with Gladbach. And the thing is, like he and he and he has just the Bundesliga to deal with. So, like you can see it from uh, other from other angles that look, you just you just need to give him more time working with the players. Like there were so many move, there were so many moving things going on uh, in the off season. So much shenanigans it just going sucks on. To see players leaving, players like, wanting to leave. It just made a lot of instability occur. That I'm like, okay, I'm almost wondering if we're not really going to see the Eintracht team that we believe that this team could be. Honestly, until the Rook Runda, which is shit, because you know, nine matches played, eight points earned. We got. We have to do fucking better than this because you don't go to Bochum and just drop uh, points like this unless you plan on freaking being able to rebound and you know play above the play to the level that you are supposed to be able to play at. Now there are still plenty of matches for the Eintracht to win or the rest of the season. Uh, shoot, just even here in the fall, there are still matches left to win. Uh, Garoita Firth, that now, if it wasn't already a must-win game, to me, now it's like, hey, guess what? You fucking lose. Um, that then is so damning. We um, have you quite as a, a coach. few of those games. And you know it's so infuriating with like this whole split between Bobic, um, freaking the clown, I can't believe he even utters his name. Uh, or you uttered his name, Brian. Um, the gla- the Gladbach guy, clown. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Done. Um, well, I said I said his name three times and he didn't appear. Nope, so not, yeah, he appears. He appears when he's sleeping. He lies in your face. That's all he does. He just lies and he lies and he lies. <laughs> um, but it's so annoying to see Bobic out on top with freaking his hats up being four and five with freaking twelve points and tenth. You know, it's just like Berlin doesn't really deserve to be up there. I mean, it's. Maybe they do. I don't know anything about the club recently besides, you know, honestly, being a little bit of a creep recently. Um, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's dark days, like I said before. I don't want to be depressing anymore because otherwise people, listeners are going to start recommending me psychiatrists and, you know, people to talk to. And guys, I am completely fine. I'm the happiest person in the world. It's just this fucking team makes me want to shoot myself. Again, well, maybe not do that. <laughs> dramatic, dramatic, dramatic. Um, one thing that I'm definitely looking at right now is us to rebound. We got Leipzig coming up, and you know, there's a lot of uh, other stuff going on. Uh, as look, as as we look at it, uh, we got Leipzig next. We can, we have players to switch stuff uh, around. Uh, you know, 
with what depth that's the issue like hopefully we have Lentz and Doom finally back which you know like I said earlier gives us that quote-unquote strength in defense but what about our offensive woes you know we can't score the damn ball we can't put the damn ball in the net you know like are we going to implement JPH a little bit more you know it seems like we have to looks like Kamara's going to have to play a little bit more yay um and I think Lammers will probably have to score a couple more goals now with Paciencia out because I don't know if Bole is going to be up to the task because he doesn't look comfortable up there. I don't know if you see that at all, but like he just he just seems like he's still running like a headless chicken a little bit, you know? True. I, uh, man. Look, I am looking at this match now and I'm like, all right, guys, if you don't turn, if you don't look at this as a teaching moment, then you basically have to come down to the fact that, all right, so you, if, you know, worst case scenario, things don't go well at the weekend, you basically then have to look at Thursday as either you win to basically secure, like, status for playing within Europe and the money that then comes from it, or you, or if you don't win, you freaking uh, put the all this you freaking focus on the Bundesliga first and foremost and you let the guys in on the bench do all the Euro work going in. Because the focus then has to be on the Bundesliga, because then you're gonna add eight points, uh you know, eight points, nine points from ten matches played, and you have Groita Firth coming up next. It's like, I'm sorry, you Groita Firth is like we were expecting I was expecting uh, points against Bochum, you didn't do it, guess what? You need to fucking beat Greuterfirth because next up, I mean, it's not exactly the easiest of ma- We don't exactly have the easiest of matches remaining. You got, uh, you got freaking... Uh, no matches easy get with back this team. We'll- <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, look, what I've seen from other teams so far, God, we played Wolfsburg at the wrong time. They freaking like the moment that they played us, they could they didn't earn a single they have not earned a single point since playing us one to one on September nineteenth. The nineteenth. That's a month and a half away. Ago, that's unbelievable. But like, yeah, look, they've, they've dropped everything. Augsburg, like the list goes on and on. Every single team we played this freaking this freaking season besides um, Bayern is like all the teams you should have beat. You know, it's. It's a struggle, man. We're the divas. It doesn't stop. It really doesn't stop. It's a, it's a reality TV show. It's no, it doesn't. Joke. And at this point, you're in the position where, hey, guess what? You gotta make your points count at home. And the few away matches that you do have against winnable opposition, of which I will point out that Greuterfurth, Bochum, and Bielefeld, uh, and the uh, are all played on the road. Uh, okay, we played against Augsburg at home in a match that we're going to regret that it was, and I said that at the time, that we're going to regret getting, uh, not getting the three points. I said, you know what? Get the point, take it, but proceed to get more points, as in wins, you know, in your next subsequent matches. That still is a steen indictment, but you know, there are other look the Bundesliga is so fluid right now that a couple wins and suddenly we're in like we're in the top half of the table 
and looking at European qualification. Like, it is still so stupid early in the season that anything can happen. Minus the Bundesliga title, because, well, let's be real. Uh, we're not on drugs here. 13 points is a, a freaking crazy-ass amount to be able to overcome. That plus goal difference. Yeah, I mean, my prediction 30. my prediction was to hopefully be in the top 10, you know? I mean, that's yeah. that's that's why I thought we we're going to hopefully be. I mean, look, we're, we're, we're a seesaw team. You know, we've been like that every single year. You know, in the Hinderrunde, we sometimes do really terrible in. Then we do really great in the Rückrunde, or we do really great in the Rückrunde, or the really do really great in the Hinrunde, and then shit the bed in the Rückrunde, which is, has been traditionally um, like that. Hopefully, it's been a second since we've had to since we've had to you know overcome a shitty a shitty fall and do it with a really good spring. Yeah, it's been a second since we've had to do it, and you know what? Fine. This is Glasnar has been with products that. Has had to take him time to work out, and he's been able to get them like to work. The thing is, guess what? And right now, it's freaking tough shit. It's tough shit. Right. right now. <laughs> yeah. God, freaking hell. This is a um, man. This team. This fucking team. This team. This makes me think of freaking uh, George Carlin, like when he uh, gave his. Uh, Freaking speech about uh, swearing. Ah, uh, god dang it! I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm forgetting the uh, what was it? The seven words. What were the yeah, seven words? We god. are both experiencing some so, serious so, memory so, loss so, tonight. Seven <laughs> words that you can't. Seven words that yeah, seven dirty words that you can't can't say on Twitter. Uh, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. There Beautiful. we go. Got it out of my system. Oh lord! Amen. All right. So now that we have the extra, now that I've got that spat that out of my mouth, and in case anyone is wondering, uh, that bit from George Carlin that is nearly fifty years old. Woof! But still funny to this very flipping day. Anyways, uh, Matt, we were talking about uh, some weird stuff uh, off air. And I want to kind of take, <laughs> take. I wanted to take things in a different route. Let's forget about Balcom. Let's just kind of focus on uh, things Some that real are weird stuff. interact in the future and uh, real world stuff ish. Uh, here's a here's a debate, and we'll put this out on Twitter. We'll, we've already put it out now on Discord. But here's the question that I have: Is football entertainment, foosball entertainment, or is it a sport, or is it a sporting? A sporting spectacle. I don't know. I feel like both of them can go hand in hand. I mean, you can definitely see the entertainment side of things because you have spectators there. Now, it depends on the spectator. You know, is the spectator as a neutral there? That's entertainment for them. Or is the spectator there as a fan? You know, that's more of a, I guess, religion. Like it is for us, you know? Like we go to church every single weekend for <laughs> this team in the morning, you know? Um, not that they, you know, pay us back well. With love and you know joy and whatnot, but anywho, I do think it's more of a sporting spectacle because it's. I think it's a, every single sports unique sport. I'm, I'm not trying to say like you know football is better than American football or baseball is better than cricket or you know whatever it is. It's it's a sport where it tests the body to its limits for you know 90 minutes with one break in between. You know, like 
an, an average player is running six miles in every different direction, whether it's sprints, whether it's jog, whether it's a leg jog, whether it's a walk, whether it's a full-on sprint, you know, they're jumping up and down consistently for headers. They have to stay mentally focused, making sure they make the right plays, making sure they're finding themselves in the open position. So, and obviously this is coming from a mind who's played soccer his whole life and had played the collegiate level, you know. So obviously for me, it's a sporting spectacle because it's there's so many aspects of uh, that go into the game to make it, you know, the perfect game to make it the more like a beautiful game. So I guess it really depends on um, who you are when it becomes an uh, when you're in the audience, you know. Totally agree. Um, for me, whilst yes, it is a bit of both. I will uh, fit in on the entertainment side, as a uh, Nathan in St. Louis put it in his response. It's like a telenovela. <laughs> it drives you absolutely flipping mad with absolutely crazy drama. There is no end to it. So that's gonna put us over to like, our favorite. Like I said record. before, just to wrap it up, it's like the fucking Bachelor. Oh yeah, uh, God. Are you calling show. the Bachelor oh. entertainment? I mean, it is entertainment. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the people. Oh my lord. Some clowns <laughs> on there that you're just like, oh dear God, oh dear God, stop, stop, stop. Anywho, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, yeah, it is, it is what it is when it comes to Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. It's just stuff that our women folk uh, make us watch that we're just like, what is this uh, cl- uh, clown theater? Anywho, um, it's time for a hashtag. What are we drinking, Matt? What have you brought for us well, today? I am drinking, just because it really reflects really well with our Frankfurt team right now, Bud Light, because it's shitty fucking beer, it tastes bland, and it's watered down. Bud Light. There you go. Well, in a glass purchased at the uh, Budweiser uh, factory in St. Louis, I am (laughs) correlating with your Bud Light uh, that you are drinking. I am actually drinking... The last of my Einger uh, Oktoberfest. The last, uh, there's not many of the Einger's, or the, many of the Oktoberfests left in my fridge. So I'm going to try and savor the fall as it is. And uh, yeah, uh, try and wash away the pain that was this weekend. So you for that, that we're going to switch over to. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I should have brought up, I should have brought up gin at this point. Uh, I'm not, I haven't been drinking that <laughs> Like, cause you could, he could play for the giant. Look, you could trade him, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, current quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you, and one of the craziest looking athletes you will ever see in any sport. But dude, come on. You give him to the Jets. He's still going to, he's going to suck it up even more. Give him to the Giants. Same thing. Called an offensive line, folks. Offensive line. Anywho, that's going to wrap it up for segment one. We'll be back with Frown Corner and uh, a few other bits and bobs in segment two. So stay with.
the segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. It's time for Frauen Corner. Uh, the ladies have been all off on international duty. Uh, the Frauen Bundesliga doesn't start until next weekend, but the Frauen Pokal is back. Eintracht made the final against Wolfsburg, where we were defeated and uh, added an extra time in a very uh, just kind of deflating way. Uh, those girls just busted busted their humps to be able to freaking get themselves to the full 120 and then just got clipped right at the end. It was a very rough way to lose it. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, we when I say we, Eintracht defeated Bayern München at home 3-2. to two. And, uh, the, and the Bundesliga, problem is, we're back at it. And, uh, yeah, it's Bayern and the Pokal. Woof. Talk about, uh, talk about a rough hand to be dealt, man. Rough hand to be dealt. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to see how the ladies respond to beating them. You know, are they going to have that chip on the shoulder and, you know, come out swinging, you know, swinging fists? Or are we going to lay goose egg? But I have full confidence in the ladies. I mean, they are absolutely killing it right now. I mean, they are the team to watch right now if you're a true Frankfurt fan, you know? So um, I'm actually more excited about that game than the freaking Leipzig game, if I'm going to be quite honest with you. Look, the girls, they have their chance to knock one over on Bayern again. So why don't we just win it all over again? So, Matt, are you ready to uh, open the lid on um, what's next? Leipzig, Bundesliga. Or are you ready to just kind of get into uh, predictions and just be like, you know what, let's just forget about this. Uh, just slam down uh, a lot of alcohol and have done on this episode. I don't know. I mean, you know, Leipzig didn't really have a good game against Bobbitt's back in the Dave Maple Cup. That was kind of disappointing. Um, really yeah. disappointing. I mean, if you look at the lineup from what, you know, they had, I mean, they pretty much had all their starters besides, you know, their midfield with Nova Ramos and maybe Zabalzai. I mean, I think Zabalzai plays a decent amount for them, but I don't know, man. The Leipzig team is probably as much as a diva as us right now, you know? Um, I, 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 like, I, I think, I mean, I, I'm going to put some, you know, shocking to people's eyes here but i think we may fucking win this game just because you know it's just who we are you know we put tucker tails against the bad teams and rise eye kings against um the good team so i it i i'm uh, it's gonna be interesting what kind of lineup we come out with because i do hope we have at least lentz or duum hopefully both back in the lineup so like you said before we'll have a four in the back um it really depends what happens with the midfield because i mean uh, do I really see um, – I mean, Jakic is obviously going to play, but do I see Haseba sitting in there instead of Jakic? Does Haseba have the legs still in there? I don't know. Um, our midfield is going to be very, very short, uh, different. I mean, I know a guy. He's from Australia. He hasn't played that much recently. He could be in the lineup. He could be a huge different make, difference maker for us. Um, but it's – I don't know. I mean, the fans, fans, we need you. I mean, we are over here, overseas, screaming at the TVs, and we need you to scream for us 20 times louder because having a full stadium is really going to impact us well. And I think I think that's what's going to really put me over the top. And you know what? Fuck it. 
I'm going to double down on the Frankfurt win on this thing. <laughs> well, you know what, Matt? Here's a comforting statistic about Leipzig. Um, now, I will ask you. So, Leipzig has played uh, five home matches so far, four on the road. How currently sitting on 14 points. How many points have they earned on the road from their four road matches this season? I'm going to guess three. No. Guess again. Zero. No. Guess again. Crap. Twelve. One. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll take that. I mean, numbers don't lie, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of just kind of ba- the the baffling thing is, yeah, they all their points come at home. The in the five matches that they have uh, played at home, they almost exclusively wins, with a glowing exception of a certain demolishing uh, at the hands of Bayern. No, maybe they should have taken a lesson from us on how to beat Bayern. Um, but the fact of the matter remains. So they're currently sitting in sixth place. They are a grand total of six points difference between ourselves and Leipzig. We were whinging about in the earlier part of this podcast about complaints. Like, oh man, we're getting in relegation trouble. I'm like, one win? You shoot halfway up the flipping table. It's still so closely bunched together. There's really only three teams that have kind of made the kind of separation of, hey, you know what? We're having great years, and we're going to do things this season. Um, you can yeah, guess two I'm, of those teams, and the other team just blows everyone's mind that they're up there. Right. I mean, it's 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 a ridiculous that fans are already talking about relegation bat like relegation battle. Like, let's pump the brakes here, fellas. Like, let's – and ladies, like, 10 games out of 30-plus. Like, let's, let's, let's chill out here. Um, but it is it is concerning that you know we've had a very very bad start and you know us as Frankfurt fans like in the recent years you know we are expecting Europa League right now you know like we're expecting international competition we feel like we have a the funds and b b the fandom and c you know somewhat of like a a culture that we built well the past two years not this year where we feel like we could be in the top of like big name clubs, you know, like a, possibly like a Sevilla or like a Villarreal, you know, it's, it just sucks because this, this, this season itself is really putting everything else from uh, those, uh, from the past couple of seasons into, you know, shadow, like they were just like, you know, a couple of fluke years. Um, but, you know, season's still long, you know, it's barely a third of the way through. You know, we have to still be optimistic, although it's, hard really hard with this team like it, it, they just keep pulling pulling your heart out but you know we always keep coming back and i think you know it's i'm trying to be as you know optimistic as possible here before you know <laughs> people get really concerned about me <laughs> you know what i look at it from the standpoint that look leipzig has dropped points Really, almost exclusively on the road. So a one-one draw in the most recent one, uh, that was away to Freiburg. Now they have been on a tear, but the thing is, that is they're still having to balance the whole, you know, uh, uh, two ma- two matches per week sort of squad rotating. You know, like when in their match 
at the weekend, like their goal scoring really all hap- really all happened in the second half. All happened in the second half, and only one of those goals was even scored by by a starter. But that Jeez. that just that just blows the mind. Like who's even they, a starter? Like who would we consider a starter for this team? For Leipzig or us? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I thought you were still talking about us. For Leipzig, yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah. They, they, they keep sense. on switching some of their stuff out so often that I'm still struggling to find out what is Leipzig. But, like, you know, Andre Silva, he still can't get started. You know, they're just, they're playing. If if they're put under pressure, now they were put under pressure by Groetofus scoring a goal pretty late in the first half but the thing was they immediately uh, went out and just freaking dropped four on them so kind of tough to play this i do think that the eye only going to be able to get a draw out of this mat i think it's gonna be borny shit one one draw people are going to be freaking out people are still going to be angry but to me uh, with the remaining two matches before the, the remaining three matches that we have uh, before the international break, I'm 100% certain that look, if you are not con- if we don't get a win against Leipzig, feel free to throw out the reserves against uh, Olympiacos in the hopes that those guys pull something off with a plan and that means even keeping Kostic in Frankfurt. Like, keeping Kostic, keeping Trap even. Like, I mean, make it obvious to the players that, hey, guess what? We want, we did XYZ against Leipzig. We need to get the win against Groyte Firth. Because if you don't win against Groyte Firth, then we're going to still stick down here longer. There's going to be more fans getting pissed off. More fans kind of rioting, and uh, god dang it, if we don't have freaking Freiburg, like almost me, we have uh, Freiburg once we get back from the international break on the Sunday, and then it's another, then it, uh, the next match is against Union at home. Union's been tough, Freiburg away. Oops. Yeah, Freiburg away is not easy. No one likes playing. Yeah, no one likes playing Freiburg away. No one. Even Bayern hates doing it. I mean, they're in the new stadium now, so that could be a different, you know, situation for us. Look, there's points to be grabbed, but fact is, it's not just Leipzig that you need to like get points from, whether it be one or three. It's the next match, the next Bundesliga match that comes up. It's Gruyff. A way that you then need to be able to then be like, all right, win here. Okay, you've got some momentum building. You go into your international break. Well, technically, everyone has most of their players go on off on international break, and then you start all over again with freaking Freiburg, and then you move on to the next one against Union. And it keeps on coming as you play Hoffenheim, Leverkusen, Gladbach, and Mainz to end it before Christmas. And then we're back at it again. In a, practically the first week of January, we're back at it when we have Dortmund to host. And you know what? 
anything can happen when you come out of that winter pause. You know, uh, give some R&R to the guys, but you'll have dedicated time that you'll be able to work on the pitch, on the training ground, on what kind of tactics you are going to bring out. Because guess what? Uh, it's going to be one match per week uh, for a long while if we're even still in here because that won't restart until like middle mid to late February. So that won't allow the squad to then focus everything on the Bundesliga, all their eggs in one basket. And guess what? You got Augsburg way after Dortmund. Then you have uh, Bielefeld at home. To me, that is a must-win game. Go to Stuttgart. Stuttgart hasn't really shown that they're really going to doing anything. So points are going to be taken, can be taken there. Then you have Wolfsburg at home. Guess any, uh, so I kind of made a joke about Wolfsburg kind of collapsing after us. So they fired their coach <laughs> and they yeah, hired uh, Kofeld. I just yep. saw this, that they hired Kofeld. And all I can think in my head is, oh, we know how to beat him. Yep. Yep. It's going to be interesting when we play them again. It it is, and the thing is, that's gonna be. More, I'm more worried about us. <laughs> I'm so worried about us too. Well, I think we need to make a acquisition in uh, the January transfer window, and what needs to be, they need to find who exactly that they know that they want, and make sure that on January one that he is back to is with the Frankfurt squad training up for the Dortmund match. Not waiting until the end of January to make the moves because that's just a pain in the ass. Need to make, like, if you are making a move, and I think that a move needs to, one acquisition needs to be made. I think it needs to be on the right-hand side of the pitch. And shout out to all the people on Twitter today for um, making me believe for a couple minutes that Andy Carroll, that we like assigned Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll's interested in us. I thought that was pretty hilarious. (laughs) Um, I was like, yeah, let's not do that. That's a big unit. (laughs) That's a big unit. So we're talking about predictions. Matt, you want to talk about betting. Let's bring out the betting, Matt's betting bureau. What do we got? I don't. I don't know what we're gonna call this just yet. I mean, I've got uh, AHF Frankfurt picks. I got Wagner's betting bureau. You know, we got a different different couple of names going on. I'm just gonna call this HEF picks from now on. Um, so pretty much what we're gonna do, just so we can put quote unquote where our money, uh, put our money where our mouths are. Um, we're gonna pretty much share with you guys what the betting lines is. So that means goal line. Uh, money line over and under and draws if you guys don't know what that means basically goal line means you bet a team to score or beat a certain or beat a team a certain amount of goals Uh, money line means you bet a team straight up over under means how many total goals you think both teams are going to score combined and then draw obviously means a draw so us us four us five are going to pick every single game what we would bet and then, you know, at the end of the season, we'll see who has the right predictions, who is the smartest out of the group, who is the better out of the group, who is the most intelligent out of the group. So, um, yeah, and plus it gives you guys an opportunity to follow our bets. And then, you know, you can see, uh, you know, who who's making you money, who's not making you money. So it should be interesting. But, yeah. Should be interesting indeed. Awesome. All right. So what are some of the odds that we have out there? 
Oh, all right. Yeah. So as of right now, the, um, according to William Hill Gambling, no free advertisements here. Um, they, the spread is plus 0.5 goals right now for Frankfurt, which means they have to, if for you to bet that, Frankfurt has to, to at least tie to win the game. If they lose by a goal, you lose your bet. So a tie or a win, you win your bet. Um, Frankfurt is odds at plus 275 right now, which is not good at all. But if you bet it, you know, you win more money. But those odds are not good for us whatsoever. Um, Over-under is three and a half goals right now, which I think is honestly a little insulting because we we don't really concede that many goals. So I would honestly recommend betting the under. I'm actually going to bet on that. Um, so I'm actually going to put two bets in there today. So. And then the draw is at plus 285, which isn't that bad either. So, I mean, you can bet the draw or you can just bet Frankfurt to win there you straight go. up and still win the same amount of money. <laughs> but the under is definitely a steal. I'm definitely going to do that. All right. And uh, if, if you have a gambling problem, uh, put it. 12 put 100 it. gambler. Yeah. There we go. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, I'm Trent Frankfurt. Matt. Is betting in the corner. I think it's a. I think it's a solid. I think it's going to stay. I think. Hey, wait, gonna... wait. We just got to call out, call out everyone's uh, bets too. So you said you think it's going to be a one-one draw, which is yeah. terror, which is a poop emoji. Um, Nathan thinks it's going to be a one-one draw as well. Chris in Detroit thinks Leipzig are going to win. What a traitor! I have both Frankfurt winning and the over or the under being three and a half goals. And Brian G down in Houston is going to bet the under with me as well. There we go. There we go. So yeah, folks, uh, take it or don't take it. You know, it's up to you on our betting test. But that's it for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Matt, thanks for uh, being available to talk about the pain that is Eintracht of late. Where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Twitter, you can find me at wag underscore ma, and then on the Instagram, you can find us at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt and get excited for some new visuals because we're stepping up the game. There we go. There we go. Like what I hear. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter. That is at H-E-F-Pod. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook. That is Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. All the latest Eintracht news and information in the English language can be found in one convenient location. Uh, otherwise, again, in contact with the podcast. Uh, that is HeyEintrachtFranford at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Uh, that is it for this episode. I'd like to thank everyone for participating in episode 193. This is a fan, uh, fan podcast, uh, not affiliated with the club. It's by fans for the fans. So get in contact uh, however you may like. And uh, let's keep the conversation going, whatever social media platform that it is. So until next time, choose. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. Hey, I'm